everyone. Welcome to Dad Space. I'm so happy to have my guest on here today. We're going to be talking about all things dad. And Milton is here today. And uh, I'm so excited to have him here. Milton, welcome to Dad Space. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I'm so excited to be here on Dad Space, a uh, platform for dads, as dads, you know. <laughs> right. To talk about uh, fatherhood and just, you know, share my story and probably help somebody, a father, a child out there that is maybe having daily issues as it were. So I'm glad to be here. I love it. Yeah. So Milton, tell everybody where you are in this big world of ours. Where are you? All right. Uh, I'm in Wolverhampton in the United Kingdom. And originally I'm from uh, I'm Zimbabwe. I was born in Zimbabwe, yeah, and just relocated to the United Kingdom with my wife and with my with my child, with my son. He's nine. And yeah, fun times I had and I'm excited. So, okay, it has to be a totally different uh, part of the world for you, a new community, a new everything, right? What is some of the... What are some of the big differences so far that you're seeing from where you've come from and now where you're living now? There's got to be some differences. What are you seeing that's a big, <laughs> big difference? Uh, well, definitely there's, uh, there's, there's quite a, a lot of difference. Uh, for, for example, for just the culture in, on its own is quite different. Like where I come from, like when it comes to disciplining your children, right? <laughs> you, you you really use the belt and mm. discipline. But now here <laughs> in this side of the world, it's actually a crime to do that. Yeah, yeah, so not a good idea, right? Yeah. So that's the thing now. So you just have to be very careful how you you relate with your with your child is because uh, just one wrong move as it were, you find yourself on the wrong side of of the law but otherwise <laughs> everything is is fine really uh my child my son is is is, is well mannered and i'm grateful to that we we've raised him well uh on the contrary myself growing up you know i grew up without a dad you know like he he abdicated his throne of responsibility when I was two, my mom was telling me that he left when I was two years old and he wow. to South Africa. And really, I don't know him. I I don't have any relationship with him whatsoever. And that somehow, it traumatized me growing up, you know, because I was like, okay, how come I don't have a father, you know? Why did I do something wrong? Or what is it about me that he decided to, you know, not be there for me as it were? And I was in primary school, right? Uh, we were playing with my friends. And they were talking about their dads. Like, okay, my father does this kind of work. My dad does this kind of work. And now, little did they know that their fun was somehow hurting me. Because all I knew about him, my father, was that he was in the army. So I quipped, like, my dad is in the army. But there was no conviction whatsoever. So uh, one of my friends, Derek, go like, dude, you speak like someone who doesn't know his father. Because there was no conviction. And I remember going home that day. I found a corner and I cried a lot. 
And I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's all right. I am just going to be there for my children. From that moment, I made a vow to myself just to to break the cycle. That is, this is not good. I don't want any of my children to experience this, that which I've experienced today. And so I made a vow and a commitment to myself that I'm going to be uh, there for my children. When I grow up, I'm going to be a present father. You know, I'm going to be there, not just financially, but I'm going to be present like in all aspects of their lives. And I'm grateful for the opportunity of being a father and just to see what my father missed out, you know, raising me, what I'm experiencing with my son, just the joy, the pleasure, you know, the conversations, the arguments, you know, it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing, really. Like he's, he really missed out because I, I turned out well, really, under the circumstances, yeah. So how old were you when you had that moment where you had to realize that you, your story about dad was different than everyone else's in comparison to your son now? Like, or was it about the same age or were you younger uh, when all this happened? No, I was, uh, I was maybe about 11. My son is, he's nine now. So I was about 11. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's around that age where. Yeah, more or less the age. Because I don't know. You remember that moment now as an adult, yeah, I remember, right? I remember. So the fact that he has a different life than you had, right? Today, his life is much different than yours was back then. Right. That's a good thing. You're, he's seeing you a part of his life now. And that's that's amazing. For that's him. amazing. Because I remember I was sharing with him, you know, my son, because I'm married. Right. So my wife, uh, she has her mom. She has her dad. Right. And now me, I have my mom only, you know, these kind of kids, they notice and you're like, but dad, how come <laughs> mom, there's granddad and there's grandma. Here, mm-hmm. you, there's only grandma. Where is granddad? You understand? Yeah. So he noticed that. So I had to tell him that, okay, fine. Granddad is not around because he decided to abdicate his throne. I remember he shed some tears. He couldn't understand. How come? Why? Yeah. You know, the same feeling that I had. So I'm like, it's, it, it's, it's all right. It happens, you know, such things happen in life and you don't have to worry about it. I'm here for you. You understand? I'll never do that to you. And we have such a great relationship. So now the thing is, parents, these decisions that we do as parents, you know, wherever you are, you may be a dad, you may be a grandfather, or you may be a son, you know, whoever you are, when you grow up, you're going to have children. But the decisions really that we make, they have a great impact on on our offspring. You see, we don't have to be selfish because you have to think about the other person, like this thing that I'm doing, this decision, how is it going to affect my child? How is it going to affect my son? How is it going to affect my daughter, you know, as it were? So it really, really, for myself, based on experience, it really wasn't nice. It wasn't cool. No. It was not nice. But now I know better and... Just coming to the United Kingdom, and uh, I was just reading, you know, about the statistics, really, about the the father deprivation. Like there's this organization called uh, Chapter Two. They 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 are research that uh, in the United Kingdom, like it's kind of crazy the way people are deprived of fathers. Like most male 
boys they grow up without without father or they don't have a relationship with their father so when i saw that i was like i thought it was only like a, an african pandemic you know mm-hmm. yeah. an african epidemic but it seems like it's a it's a global issue of fatherlessness and we just have to do something i don't know what happens to us men at our journey in life that maybe we feel like giving up that maybe we just have to to let go because there's a lot that goes on there's a lot of expectations as well uh, for your man there's a lot like you are expected to provide right it's our responsibility to provide uh, not only financially but the protection and the emotional support just to be there now you are supposed to 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 make money you're supposed to to be there as well and be present so the balance as well is kind of a of a struggle so some men decide you know what I can't take this so they choose to pursue the other and neglect the other responsibility so big up to those who are really finding the balance who are there with their families raising adorable children and being there for their families cause for some men it is not easy and a colleague of mine uh is in the US uh he was telling me that in the United States of America uh a lot of boys who are incarcerated you know they have got uh daddy issues yeah so for sure it affects the children the choices that we make you know it does affect so we just have to make up your mind as a father that okay in as much as you want to be a dad you have to make up your mind also to be there for the children you don't just have to be you know saying i am a father and be absent you just have to be present because it affects big time yeah yeah so growing up then with your father not there for you mm-hmm. how did you now as a dad what kind of examples did you kind of use to decide what kind of dad you were going to be? Did you have any men in your life that came around you and kind of gave you guidance as a young man about how you could be a good dad when you did have a son? Uh, yeah, like uh, because of my faith, you know, I then was surrounded by spiritual leaders like my good. pastors and like my youth leaders as it were. and just reading from the bible that there is a god in heaven who loves me unconditionally that is my father mm-hmm. and i then became aware of who i was self awareness to okay i am really somebody you know in as much as this man decided to to abandon me to neglect me i am i do matter you know so i was helped because of my spirituality because of my faith you know because as it is now i i know that uh, everything happens for a reason yeah so, so milton tell me about the first time someone looked at you for the very first time and called you a dad whether it was the doctor or a family member they're like congratulations milton you're a dad you're a father <laughs> What did that feel like to hear that word come to you for the first time that you are now a father? Hmm. It's a it's a beautiful feeling like Dave like uh 
Mm. Nothing can really prepare you for that. You cannot, right. you can't go to school for that. You can't get coaching and training for that. It's the most, it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's priceless, really. It's a beautiful thing. Like uh, my son was born in 20, 2014 and it was in 30 August there. And I remember when my wife called me because back home in Zimbabwe, the hospital that we used, I didn't get to go to be there with her. So she had to be there with the doctors. So when she called me and saying, congratulations, you know, you, our son is here. Oh man, I didn't even sleep. I couldn't wait to go to the hospital. Like <laughs> I remember getting there just, you know, Wow. Congratulating my wife and saying, well done, love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you know, for making yeah. me a, a father. And it changed my perspective. I knew we were expecting, right? We were expecting that my wife was pregnant. We were expecting that we we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Now the baby is here. You understand? I'm holding this precious <laughs> thing in my hands. It was beautiful. Like it just changed my whole perspective, my whole view and my trajectory in life and everything. It's beautiful. Somebody told me, Milton, when I had my firstborn, that I would have to get used to the idea that my heart is now beating outside of my body Mm. as a a dad. Holding that boy, Mm. holding my daughters. Like, it's kind of like a piece of you is now outside of you and you're holding it right yeah in the fact that it's your child and i didn't really understand understand what that meant mm-hmm. until i'm like until i had my son and i'm like yeah that's a piece of me i mean this is something that will live on long after i'm not here yeah. it's amazing it's amazing dude. right it's really amazing yeah yeah so okay so there's a dad listening Milton, who maybe grew up without a dad in in their home, Mm -hmm. and they're thinking, I don't know, Milton, if I can be a good dad. I don't know because I've never had a dad. I I feel like I'm not going to be a good dad because I've never had one. What would you say to somebody who thinks that, that they're scared? They're scared to become a dad because they're not sure if they're going to be a good dad. What would you say to them? I understand, really. I, I, I do understand. Like, uh, but you, you, you've got it. You understand. It's, 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 it comes naturally. You see, there is no school of fatherhood. There is no school for daddy. You just have to, yeah. to make up your mind and say, and decide what kind of a father you want to be. What kind of a dad do you want to be? And just be there. You want to be a caring and loving and understanding father. You just choose. It's a choice that you make. In as much as your father was not there for you, that was his own choice. Now you hear his decision making time. Choose and decide what kind of a father you want to be to your kids. You understand? It's all it's all about choices. You just have to decide that I'm going to be there for my children. I made my choice. I had I made up my mind. When I was 11, that I'm going to be there for my children growing up. I was like, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be there. It was a choice, really. Nobody was like, came to me and like, hey, you have to do this. And now that I'm a father, really, it comes naturally. 
you see of course you have to read books and try to understand some some things how to to relate and stuff but but it all comes naturally and you just have to make up your mind and say milton or dave what kind mm. of a man do you want to be at this moment it doesn't matter what happens someone was like it doesn't matter what happens to you what matters is how you deal with what happens my dad decided to be absent but then how then do i you know move forward because i am here now he is not so you are here your children are looking up to you for guidance you know for for direction they are looking for you for mentorship and remember before your child goes to the outside world to be in contact with say the pastors or the teachers in school or wherever you are the first point of contact you are that person they are looking at for direction for guidance for discipline for inspiration and for motivation so children they learn through observation like they see you they watch you whatever you do they will emulate it's very very important to choose what kind of a man a kind of a father you want to be it doesn't matter that one is no longer a factor he was not there is not there that is on you are here moving forward what are you going to do for your children you wasn't they didn't do nothing for you but you are here what are you going to do for your children what kind of family do you want you understand it's it's on you what kind of a family what kind of a future do you want to build what kind of a legacy do you want to create for yourself for your family for your grand and your great great grandchildren you understand because it's part of your story like i said everything happens for your reason whatever happened with your father is not your fault right so i suggest you just forgive the man he maybe he was probably going through things he was not strong enough you know you never know what happened but then you are here now what are you going to do that's what is important your children they are looking at you for guidance for wisdom for direction for everything i remember uh there this gentleman like he was in 1992 is it derek derek redmond he was in the olympics in barcelona he was running a marathon like uh it was a 400 meter race really and some somewhere during the race he sprained like he got injured in and uh, he couldn't run anymore he was in pain but instead of giving up you know he started limping right and everyone else was like no you stop and everything so the beautiful thing happened his father he jumped in on the tracks and started running with him you know and encouraged him you know what we finish what we start we don't quit we don't give up all the father wanted was for his son to finish the race he didn't they didn't care how much the length it was going to take but he was yeah. there he was encouraging him that's the father that he chose to be he chose to say you know what i am going to be there for my son i'm going to encourage in as much as you are hurt but i'll make sure that you finish what you started he was there encouraging him you know limping limping running running and the and the man finished the race and it was after the race there was a stand ovation throughout the whole you know stadium like people stood amazed so it is the choices that we make the father chose to say you know what you are going to finish this it doesn't matter you are in pain so yeah. it's all about choices really dave
Hmm. I love it. That's a great perspective, Milton. I love, I love that. What kind of lessons are you teaching your son? What kind of things are you trying to show him and model for him so that he will grow up to be a great dad in the future? What kind of lessons are you teaching him? Uh, well, uh, it's respect, right? Like you have to respect everybody, regardless of who they are. Respect your elders. Love, you have to love unconditionally, you know, and uh, just be honest, be truthful, and, uh, you know, I always tell him that you have greatness within you because he is greatness within him and he has to believe that he can do anything that he puts his mind, he sets his mind to do and it's paying off. I remember when I was still in the terminal, speak words, you know, mm. and say this one is, is 20 years ahead of his generation. Like he's a great man. And he's going to be inquisitive. He's going to ask a lot of questions before jumping into anything. And now it has backfired. Because now he asks a lot of questions. Now I'm the one now that is supposed to be answering. I like no one asked me. I was mentioning I meant that you have to be inquisitive out there, not here. But, <laughs> but it's beautiful, yeah. really. Like I I've taught him to to speak up, you know not to be quiet, just to, to be vocal, like, because he's doing well also in, in school because he's free-spirited and he, his teachers really are impressed, as you saw. Yes, I'm teaching him respect, love, honor, integrity, and, you know, that he is somebody, he has greatness within him, and it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks about him. It, what matters most is what he thinks about himself because at the end of the day he's here for a purpose yeah every one of us we are here on planet earth we are planted here for a purpose my purpose is not his purpose his purpose is not you anyone else's purpose we are here for a purpose so i i i noted also sometimes like the parents we somehow uh inflict you know, our impose rather our 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 aspirations on our offspring. Like uh, <laughs> there's a story of this Nigerian doctor. He was on his graduation day. Really, everybody was happy. Oh, somebody's graduated, but he was not happy. So it came to delivering his speech. Right. So you are like, uh, you know, I see everyone here is happy and all, except for myself, because being a doctor was never my choice. It's not what I wanted. Me, I wanted to be a renowned musician, but my father pushed me to pursuing this. You understand? And he didn't stand up for what he believed as well. Because in some cultures, you you dare not defy, you know, your dad. Yeah. But yes. I, I encourage my son to speak up, really, like he, maybe I may think that this is what he wants, but mine is to guide him, really to guide him because he is his own person. He has his own dreams as it is. Mine is to guide him and to support and to correct him and allow him also to make mistakes and learn from those particular mistakes and allow him to make his choices and and fail and learn because at the end of the day, that's part of growing up. But I'm there to support and to guide, 
really. Yeah, and I think watching your kids struggle is very hard because you never want to see your kids struggle or have hard times. You want things to be fun and happy and successful. And when you see your children struggling, you know, uh, that's really hard to not step in and make it better. They have to learn, right? They have to learn how to navigate and how to live their life. And, you know, there's a, that's that special balance between doing everything for them, doing nothing for them, or kind of in the middle and helping, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, What kind of resources and what kind of things are you using as a dad to to learn and to improve and to get better as a dad? Is there anything that you're like a books or podcasts or is there anything that you're using to kind of help you learn more about being a dad? Yeah, like uh, one of my go-to really is, uh, is the late uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, his teachings on, on fatherhood is, they are just phenomenal. So he's, he is my go-to when it comes to fatherhood and leadership and every aspect. And yes, I do read certain books. And I recently bought my son a book like uh, The Seven Habits of uh, Happy Children, you know, it's just to to inspire because I just want to instill that that habit as well of of reading that culture of reading so that he can just open his mind, you know. It's good to buy him games, you know, so that he can play games on the phone and what, what, what. But it's also important that he learns and he adapts the 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 the, the, the culture of 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 reading because I do read. So when I'm reading uh, like I say, they emulate. So if he sees me reading as well, so he finds his own and starts what reading. So when I'm maybe <laughs> I'm on the laptop, he also takes a gadget as it were, you know, so they emulate. But uh, yeah. I do read a lot. I love music. He also is into music, you know, and uh, it's it's beautiful, really. Like it's, it's wonderful. So he, everything that he sees me doing. So I just have to be very, very careful <laughs> what I do, you know, how I talk to his mom, how I relate with everybody because yeah. whatever he sees me doing, he thinks that's the way to do it, you know. So I try by all means really to to set a good example, you know, yeah, and be respectful and just to be kind and we have really taught him well, like to to have respect, to be kind. We see how he relates with other children, with the with the elderly people as well. Uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, those are all good lessons that I think all of our kids need to hear and need to see demonstrated. Right, like you said, it's not. It's one thing to tell your kids what to do. As adults, we need to do it as well. Yeah, right. True. That whole thing about do as I say, but not as I do. Nah, nah, nah. 
Because that doesn't work. You will ask and say, but then you are saying this. How come <laughs> you are not doing it? You see, that's that's the that's how he is. Like you say this, but then you are doing the very opposite. So mm-hmm. does this not apply to you as it were? So just yes. to be to be careful and pick up your clothes, pick up your clothes. Dad, father, you're not picking up your clothes. Exactly. <laughs> so Right. It's like now you're being a hypocrite. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you see? Yes. I think that children are like a big mirror that we look into and we can see ourselves. Mm. They hold this mirror up to us. And we're like saying, don't do this, don't do this. But then we're like, oh, wait, I do that. Oh, no. I, I also do that. Yes. So. We have to stop doing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're like a big mirror. They just show us back ourselves. That's true. Sometimes I don't like what I see when I my kids are like, you need to get better, Dad. You That's need true. to grow. And right? it's it, we, we actually learn from our children. You know, they, this thing that adults, uh, as a father or as a mom or as an adult, as a grown-up, you actually know better. That's not true. We actually, right. there's so much, there's so many lessons that we can learn from our children and we, come, we become even better, you know, better human beings, better uh, people, better fathers, better dads, just by watching and hearing. Also, it's important to listen to, to our children. Yeah. It's also very th- important to listen to. Them. I think too, Milton, when I was a young dad, I would find myself getting frustrated sometimes because maybe just out of carelessness or whatever, my one of my kids would break something in the house. Mm. And I would be like, so upset that you broke whatever it is. Yeah. And I'd be, I'd, I'd get angry and I'd be like, why are you breaking things? And that cost a lot of money. Yeah. And then I would, then I had a dad come around and say to me, what's more important? Mm. Your children or that thing that got broken? Yeah. Because really, things don't matter. Really. Yeah. If you think about it, your children matter, right? And what they think of you matters. So yes, we don't want our children to be careless. We don't want our children to break everything in the house. No. But what's more important, that glass or plate or picture or your children? Yeah, the the right. children absolutely because they yeah. learn from that as well. Just that experience, you know. If I do this, <laughs> things are going to get broken, and yeah, they wouldn't want that to happen again. So, yeah, it's good. What are your dreams for your son? What do you, when you think into the future and you shut your eyes and dream for him, what kind of things are you dreaming that he's going to see or do or be? Do you have any? Big thoughts for him that you'd love to see him pursue? Uh, well, obviously, Dave, I, I want him to excel. I want him yeah. to, to do better than me, obviously. I just want him to be a great man because he has greatness within him. And I asked him, like, what is that you want to be when you grow up? And he says he wants to be an astronaut, right? So what then we do is we nature that ambition, nature, that dream, we provide everything that has to do with, uh, you know, being an astronaut and everything. When it comes to his clothes, the the books, we just nature, 
you know, that vision and that dream. Because I remember I was asking my mom, okay, mom, <clears throat> when I was young, what is it? What is that I was saying I want to be when I grow up? And then my mom was telling me that, you see, you wanted to be a pilot, right? <laughs> like I am nowhere near <laughs> being a mm. pilot, you understand? But then I realized that that was never natured. So I we want to I want to do that for my son because we have put it down in writing and everything. He wants to be a, there's he wants to be an astronaut. He is good with with giving speeches like in school. He makes presentations. So we are seeing all these gifts and talents that he has. So we just want to nature nature those. Yeah that we see that he's really great at because not everyone is going to be a CEO of a, of a conglomerate. Yeah. Not everyone is going to be a president of a country as it were. We have got great sportsmen. We have got everyone excels in the area of gifting. You understand that yeah. gift of yours is what you're going to excel at. So we are just taking note of the gifts that he has and you want to nature the gifts because at the end of the day, he has a purpose, and it is my purpose, it's my duty to help him fulfill that purpose and to make sure that he doesn't deviate from that path, really. I love it. I love it, Nelson. Um, thank you for coming on Dad Space and talking about your dad's story. Thank you. I, You know, to go from not having your dad with you, which must have been at times very hard, growing up to not have yeah. that connection, that bond with your father to now the other side where you can give that connection to your son. Your son is going to look back fondly on all the memories yeah. as he grows up. My children are adult children. Now they're all out of the house. Mm -hmm. So I have no one in my, no children in my home. They're all gone. Yeah. So, there's one day when he's going to grow up and go to school or fly to the moon <laughs> and you're going to be sitting there with your wife going, I miss him. Yeah. I miss him. He's not here. And if he comes home, he's only there for a little while, then he leaves again. Yeah. So enjoy the moments, Milton, that you have. Because I'm telling you, as a dad, who's, my kids are a little older. Mm-hmm. It goes by so fast, so fast, right? So enjoy every moment with him. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'll, yeah. sure, I'll cherish every moment, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Milton. Um, thank you for coming on, Milton. You're also going to come on one of my other podcasts, right? right? We're going to have you on my Living the Next Chapter podcast. Yes, yes. So can you give everybody a little peek as to maybe what we're going to talk about over there. That's my author podcast. So tell me a little bit more. Tell everybody that's listening, what are we going to talk about on living the next chapter for you? All right. So uh, I am an author. I'm an international motivational speaker. And I've collaborated uh, with other authors as well. Like we've written books like Les Brown Changed Our Lives and uh, Jesus Changed Our Lives. And I have my own uh, book coming launching soon it's called dominate your potential break free from self-defeating thinking so i think we'll be talking about dominating one's potential like you have to dominate your potential 
and break free from self-defeating thinking because you have greatness within you. Because at times we look at what someone else is doing, right? Such that we we feel defeated. Like the society really will ostracize you into thinking that you are a nobody by glorifying other people such that you feel like what you were doing or who you are is not enough. That is one big fat lie. So we are going to be talking about you as a person, that you matter, that you are here for a purpose, that uh, looking, if you look around you right now, Dave, like uh, we have high rise buildings and we have got uh, just a normal structure. And in construction terms, the foundation of all these buildings is never the same. The foundation for a high-rise structure, it first goes down deeper compared to the normal house, as it were. So we are going to be talking about such kind of things and relationships, basically, like uh, how you nature relationships. You matter. And... Your mindset, self-awareness, self-approval, and, you know, uh, who you are, how you see yourself is far more important than what anybody else says because uh, their, their contemptuous perception of you really is none of your, of your business. I remember watching uh, the movie. I don't know if you remember this part uh, in the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, Will Smith was talking to, to his son. Like the son somehow was somehow defeated because of what the father said. And they're like, what is this? It doesn't matter who says that. It doesn't even matter if I am the one saying you can't do nothing. Don't believe me. You have to believe in yourself. So the book, Dominate Your Potential, is all about you dominating your potential because there is greatness within you. Like you are born here on planet Earth for a purpose. Like the fact that you don't share fingerprints with anybody right. Right. Planet yeah. is proof positive that you are great. I mean, you are unique, yeah. you understand? So embrace that uniqueness, you know, and go out there and conquer. I mean, out of how many million of sperm, you are yeah. the one that yeah. need it. So you've yeah. born a winner already. You have got yeah. potential. So how about you dominate that potential, Dave? Nice. It's a great message, Milton. I love it. Thank you. And I can't wait to have you over there on Living the Next Chapter because we're going to talk more about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then as well, Milton, people listening here, when the book is available... How are we going to find it? Do you have a website, anything like that, that we can follow the journey of the launch of the book? Okay, uh, so we still are working on the on on my website for my business okay. because uh, I'm still fresh here in the UK. But uh, we can follow me on LinkedIn. Okay, it's uh, it's Milton Sitole, and then on Instagram it's Milton Millions M I L T N millions with a z at milton millions so yeah we can connect on nice media and when the book is out obviously it's going to be on amazon and we're sharing more on that 
next week as well. And, I love it. Yeah. And there will be a big party when that book comes out. Of big party. There's going to be a big party and celebration, <laughs> really. We're going to sell millions of books, Milton. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Milton, I love your smile. I love everything about you. There's something so positive about you and special. So I just want to say thank you for taking time to come on my podcast. And isn't it great that a guy in Canada and you over in the UK can have a conversation as two dads together yeah. about our families, share stories back and forth. It's amazing that we can do this. Yeah, it's amazing. And thank you, Dave, really, for, for having me, uh, for having me to be part of uh, this amazing program, this initiative. Really, it's massive. Like I was saying to another friend of mine, his name is Dave. <laughs> great name, great name, Milton. So, so I, was, I was talking to Dave, uh, and uh, so we're actually planning something like t to tackle mental men's health so we are organizing an event to to cater for for men in terms of mental men's health and and well-being so it's something that is somehow push that resonates within me how men you know we can be be better so yeah i'm grateful for this opportunity that you've given me just awesome me and and share my story really and and help somebody that may listen and find my story interesting and inspirational. I'm happy that yeah. even if it's one person really that is inspired, that means the world to me. Thank you, Dave. So my encouragement to you, Milton, before we go, do more of this. You're an amazing guest. You have a great story, a great message for the world. I'm encouraged talking to you. So please, please do more of this. Go on more podcasts. Yeah. Speak to more people yeah. because we need more of you in the world. So thank you for doing this, Milton. Thank you, Dave. Awesome. All the information, everyone, will be in the show notes. As always, please go follow Milton's journey as an author as the book comes out. When the book does come out and you buy a copy because you know you're going to buy a copy, leave Milton an amazing review. Tell everyone how awesome this new book is so that more people will buy it and support Milton. Okay, everyone listening, do that. And Milton, again, thank you so much for being part of Dad Space. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Dad Space today. I'm so thankful that you were here for this episode. If uh, you like the show, please let another dad know. Hey, <laughs> that kind of rhymed. Anyways, uh, share the episode out with somebody in your circle who would love Dad Space. That means so much to us here for our guests who donate their time to be on the show. And we just want to see this grow. So, again, another rhyme. Oh, wow. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I think I need to write a song or something. Thank you for being here for with Dad Space. And again, looking forward to the next episode. Look forward to having you here again with us. And if we can help you in any way, if you have a great guest idea for the show, a topic that we would, you would love us to cover, we would love to do that here on Dad Space. So thanks for listening and thanks for being part of the community. And to you, Dad, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing Dad Space. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. <laughs>